Welcome to the More to Life podcast. I am your host, Elle Mace, and I am joined today by the lovely Alex Letizier. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm super good, thanks. How are you? Very, very good. Thank you. Um, so we're going to try and focus a little bit today on body dysmorphia, body dysmorphia mm-hmm. disorder, which you are thankfully very happy to talk about, which is fantastic. So yeah, we, we've known each other for quite a while and I've yeah. seen a huge transformation. Actually, let's start off. You can introduce yourself. So introduce yourself, tell us who you are and what you do. Okay, so I'm Alex Letizier. I am 31. I am a mum of four. I'm a wife and I do OnlyFans and Babe Station and I have had um long long like battles with body dysmorphia and restrictive eating overeating just kind of anything you can think of with food like Mm. I've been there done that so yeah yeah the whole shebang which is really normal (laughs) like it's so normal for people to think so normal it is it's bad you actually and then when you come out the other side I don't know about you but like you look around you're like wow like everyone kind of has problems with eating yes so many it's well I think like with women it's like 78 percent have like an unhealthy relationship with food in their body but yeah and and I think people may they might if they're not in there they don't quite understand they might think that you have like one one of them like the restriction or the overeating but you like me have experienced like it all like you know you'll spend a few months in the real restriction then you spend a few months with a binging like we caught up quickly then yeah you kind of swung from one extreme to another. Yeah. Yeah, it is challenging. I'm really intrigued. To, there's loads of things I want to ask you, because especially like the industry that you work in, being on OnlyFans and being on Babe Station, like there will be, well, there could be, if you allow it, pressure. Um, also just the, the yeah. environment you're working on. So we'll come on to that. But just to start with there, just give us a bit of a background in terms of like, when did your body dysmorphia um, first start? What was going on for you? Um, I think like I grew up in a household where it was like, you have to eat everything on your plate or you don't get dessert or it's like a really bad thing if you don't like finish your food. So I just never learned early on, like when you've had enough, had enough. So I never had that limit of like feeling full or like, okay. It was always like feeling sick constantly. So I just thought that was normal. Um, So there's that. And then I had my first like super young. And obviously I went through all the changes of pregnancy so young. I mean, I was 19 when I had my first and my 19 year old body going through such an extreme changes like putting on all that weight water weight which is totally natural when you're having a baby mm. but for a 19 year old like you're not really going to understand that because you're all, you're a baby yourself when I look back I'm like it was a baby having a baby yeah so going through that and then just absolutely hating my body because it had completely changed um and then just like kind of finding my natural weight like I would say I was more on the curvier side Mm. but then with that it's like that doesn't give me an excuse to just like constantly eat all the time do you know what I mean like it's still trying to find that balance and like we said it's like I've always swung from one extreme to the other I was either like you know to be blunt I was either like starving myself 
or just overeating yeah yeah and correct me if I'm wrong but did have you found that it was incredibly hard just to just to meet yourself in the middle there yeah I don't even think I've fully got there and it's weird because if you actually look at what I eat now I don't even eat that much Mm -hmm. but I guess it's like what I'm eating so like I'm constantly on the move like I'm always up and down on the trains I'm always traveling here and there so I will just like have a take like I'll literally just grab Taco Bell McDonald's do you know what I mean and it's like then that's it that's all I'm eating but it's not great for you and it's just like not nutritious for you it's okay to have that every now and then it's okay to do that but I can't just do that it's like I either have to have like breakfast lunch dinner bad like yeah. not like bad or good I know that's not even good in itself to say yeah. that like <laughs> just constant like full of calorie food less more nutritious or less nutritious yeah and then it's yeah. like and it's not even affecting my body that much it affects my mind yes absolutely and then I and then I have such anxiety because my body's really sensitive to like caffeine and stuff. So, you know, like the start of this year, it sounds a bit cliche, but I was like, right, enough is enough. Because, I mean, the last six months of my professional career have been insane. Couldn't write it. It's just been nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. Um, and then in that time, like I said, I was just grabbing the quickest, fastest food I could. And um it was just making me feel run down and burnt out. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm never going to eat Taco Bell ever again because I love Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> Probably love Taco Bell more than my kids. <laughs> but, like, at the end of the day, I have to be real. Like, it's not good for my mind and soul to eat it all the time. So, you know, when I, yeah. when I really want it, I'll eat it. But don't just eat it for the sake of it. Like, I need to be better with meal prep and, like, you know, making a salad and this and that every now and then. Yeah, and it does take organisation. And, yeah. and, you know, it really does. Like, we can't sit here and say, no, no, you can eat really healthy with, like, out preparing or about organising yourself. No, if you're travelling loads, I remember in my, in my old job when I was travelling the country, and I can totally resonate with you. Like, I would yeah. get, you'd feel, oh, you'd just get ulcers. I'd get ulcers all the time from just eating, like, less yeah. food all the time. Mm, and yeah. usually, like, I... um. I would be like really good like I would have you know like a coca-cola or like a fizzy drink like you know if I really wanted it but at the moment it's like I'm constantly seeking energy so I'd be having like one every day which is just not like me Mm. and it's like because I'm constantly chasing energy um so now I've just found that actually it sounds boring but drinking your water and trying to get a decent sleep is a lot better for you than a (laughs) coca-cola absolutely the it is sleep that is so important and fuel like you know that's how we survive in life through food and water and sleep so I think we really underestimate the power of food and that's not to say let's look at an individual meal and get stressed out about it like no sort of orthorexia side it's not like okay if there's nothing nutrition in this meal then you know Mm. it's not it's not that that's fine it's more like okay this week or like these last couple of days, have I had enough balance? And and same with exactly. I get so many months. One, one way or the other is is what I'm trying to say is like one way or the other is just as bad. Like not eating and not filling filling your body with food, 
for me, I had just as little energy as like constantly eating takeaways and constantly drinking fizzy drinks and drinking alcohol and things like that. Like just constantly, it's not good. No, Either way, no. it's not good. You've got to find, you've got to meet in the middle somewhere. So that's yeah. what I'm doing right now well done because either way it affects you mentally you were before you were in the restriction a lot yeah now you're having um periods of the overeating you're still mentally feeling the effects of both yeah yeah it's it is hard finding that balance taking yourself back to that like intuitive eater when you were born where like you know when you were two three four until you know it sounds like you were quite influenced to finish your plate kind of thing yeah taking yourself back to them where like if you were full you just if you're satisfied you just stopped you know you'd start again when you were hungry but it's so difficult so what do you think has been the biggest change for you in terms of your body image how you feel about yourself we've spoken a little bit about acceptance but what was the sort of game changer for you from the the Alex that I used to know before to now you're on screen you're in bikinis you're in underwear like how have you managed that um I was kind of talking about this today really but like a different kind of concept that I feel like say if you're the type of person that loses weight because you have this image in your head of what you want to look like you're never going to achieve that because it's like some made up goal and then even when you achieve that goal you're never going to be happy with it Mm. so for me it's like I've realized that even when I was at my smallest I wasn't happy with what I looked like. I mean, do you remember how insane it was? I used to get, like, I told you this, like how I used to get Mitch to take like literally a hundred pictures of me or something before I went to bed. Like, cause I needed to see how skinny I was to believe it. Cause I just didn't believe that I was skinny even though I was literally skin and bone. And then I'm thinking, well, if I'm not happiest at the smallest I've been, yeah. I'm not gonna be happy at the biggest either. And I'm probably not going to be happiest in the middle. So it's like kind of just accepting a little bit that maybe you're just always going to be a little bit unhappy with how you are, which in in itself is actually quite powerful. Like you have good and bad days, but it's like, just accept that you're never going to be perfect. There's no such thing as perfection. There really isn't. So absolutely not. And I think like I've definitely grown thick skin, like working at base station because it's like, you're around women who, you know, they've had really successful careers and they've been super lucky to be able to just like fly off to Turkey and just have X, Y, and Z done. And they look amazing. But also it's like, you understand that that in itself, it's like, it can be a situation where it's like, you're constantly chasing, you know, bigger boobs, better boobs, like bigger bum, um, tinier waist oh this this and this and then like coming up with surgeries that quite frankly I've never even heard of in my life I don't even know you can get done um so I'm kind of on this like place of like do I get plastic surgery or not because I know myself it's like that could be a slippery slope for me like I don't want to be like constantly chasing this look which no one's gonna have no one can have yes yes well done you've already given yourself the answer (laughs) you will you'll count the reason why you the reason that you just said it's a slippery slope and that is because you'll get the first thing done and you'll still feel that inside then you'll go for a second and then you're you know you're on your 10th or 5th or whatever 
and you still haven't managed to conquer that real deep self-worth within you. Yeah. I think something that's that I've always wondered with you, um, because you you've gained more confidence, you'll feel more confidence, you seem more confident. And yeah. I'm wondering if this has got a little bit down to you kind of fe- feeling like you found a bit of your purpose in life, like because you were mum. So. Yeah, I'm just and- not. You know, it's great. Like if you are the type of person that like likes that, like it's weird because I always wanted four kids, and you know, I, I said to you, I was like, I was never going to stop until I had four. That was always the what I had in my head so what I wanted I want all four of them to like stick together and be there for each other when they're older like that was always what I wanted but am I like a naturally good like naturally good mum no I, I don't think I am I feel like I'm more of a naturally good businesswoman I'm like tech savvy I know what I'm doing I know how to engage people I know how to make people look at me I know how to make people spend money on me and um I definitely find more purpose in making money and being the breadwinner of the household and everyone depending on me and paying for the bills, paying for absolutely everything like I do. And I don't think there's many women in this country that literally do. I mean, like four kids depending on you and you pay for absolutely everything. I think that's like really cool for like my daughters to see that. Um, Like obviously like all parents, like we love our kids to death, like, you know, if I was put in that situation, I would go immediately. But it's like, am I a naturally, like, do I enjoy it? No, I don't enjoy <laughs> sitting at home and watching CBeebies. Sorry, <laughs> like, I, I don't. But some mums do, and that's great. Like, some mums love doing that stuff. But I just hated going to all the baby groups. I found no one to have anything in common with me. I found, you know, it just, like, I just wanted to bash my head against the wall. And that doesn't mean I don't love my kids, but I think it's like really empowering and exceptional. I think there's loads of mums now that are saying that too. Yeah. I think there's a lot of mums that are now admitting that. And I think, good, because that's okay. That's totally fine. Yeah. Do I love baking with my kids? No, it fucking stresses me out. Like <laughs> I get stressed by it. It's not my yeah. thing. I and mean, yeah. Does that mean I don't want them to cool. bake and have fun? No, I love them having fun and I love them enjoying life and having it but I don't want to sit there and bake with them like sorry I just don't yeah well you you've also got a keen interest in this you you know you love it and and that's that's fine and I think it's really it's really like helpful for people to hear you know I love my kids yeah world but I love going to work like I love it's like when you're a woman it's like you've got pressure to look good and you've also I feel like the second thing it's like the pressure is to be the perfect mum yeah which we're all screaming inside sometimes like it's it's impossible to be a perfect mum it's like really hard work it's the toughest job ever oh isn't it it is you're you are perfect to your kids yeah whatever perfect is as as you know as a parent care mum it's it's so difficult and then like we kind of we touched base in it when we used to do sessions and stuff about projection yeah like there's so much projection about body image and how you are as a mum and they're both quite similar in a way like I feel like with my jobs they're the two things that people love to attack me for how I look and well you must be a dreadful mother because of your jobs like that's the two things that people shoot at me (laughs) all the time 
Yes, you are in the spotlight with this, aren't you? And it's, I, I guess it's, you know, it, it, it's, an e- you're, it, it's an easy judgment for people to make. Yeah, it's such an easy thing, isn't it? And, it, and you know it's going to hurt and you know it's going to hurt that person that you're targeting. So it's just the go-to thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. But like you said, you've gained a lot of thick skin in the yeah. last year or two. <laughs> You have had to, yeah, because if you yeah. enjoy it and you, it's giving you a purpose and it, it comes down to purpose, enjoyment, fulfillment. And if that's what it's giving you and you're mentally in a good place mm. and, and you're managing it, then, you know, it's not really anyone else's business. No, it's not. Absolutely. Um, what is the culture like there then? So, you know, like I, I guess some people in their heads would think, oh, is it really compared? Like, um, are people really comparing them each other is it a bit toxic like the uh, you know is everyone nice to each other like what's the kind of what is the environment like at babe well not not just babyish I'm just talking about like you know the, the the entertainment industry that you're in yeah so I kind of before going in I thought right okay everyone's going to be competitive everyone's going to be thinking this this and this and to be honest, I would see girls that were like head to toe plastic surgery. And I just thought, oh, my God, they're going to look at me and think, what's she doing here? But if I'm honest with you, I could not be more wrong. Like all of us are like completely different. Everyone has their own thing. And there's girls that have been there for years and they're super successful and they make way more money than me. And they've been nothing but nice to me. Um, they've been nothing but supportive of me and it really did surprise me and I do think again like everything that we've been brought up to know has been wrong because it's like there's no girls out there to get each other there isn't like Mm -hmm. there's no like from what I've seen or from what I've been there there's no backstabbing there's no like trying to sabotage someone someone's career it's mm. like we all accept that we're all different. We all bring something to the table. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's because, like, I think in this industry, you f- soon figure out, like, you either stick together or you'll struggle. Mm. Like, we're stronger together. Yes. Because the ones who ruin it for themselves and, like, say if they just act toxic and catty, they're soon tossed to the side and no one really bothers with them like they'll just leave them because people don't really want drama they just want to go there and make money so it's like if you are good people are good to you mm. so actually it's completely made me rethink a lot about women it's made me appreciate women so much more to be honest with you mm, that is fantastic isn't it and yeah that, that's kind of what society has drummed into us like 100 percent if you think about all the films, the 90s films, like Mean Girls and things like, yeah. know, things like that, it's almost they've created something that maybe wasn't even there. And it I, isn't there. I think, like, my personal opinion was, like, very quickly on, like, men realised, like, how powerful we are. Yeah. yeah. How, can we, how can we ruin this for them? And Never I honestly tried. think that because women together, when women support women like magical things happen like truly it is true and I think some men are really threatened by it not all men because some men are brilliant as well like my husband loves it like he's he doesn't he's not threatened by women being powerful at all but there are some out there that are intimidated by it and I think that's where the body image thing came from as well 
Mm, yeah, yeah. Just own yourself, own your power, yeah. own who you are. Absolutely. I think there's definitely starting to be a shift in the culture, starting to be, there is a change. It's still a long way to go. Yeah. But it's, it is just about, you know, with this message, like, like, it's going to change. It's going to change more and more and more. You see so many more, like, equal rights coming in, equal pay coming in. It is, there's going to be a huge shift. So anyone that is kind of still a bit sexist or living in the sort of the old world of, you know, men go out to work and women stay in and, and cook and clean and stuff, they're going to get left behind quite quickly. Yeah, bye. bye. <laughs> um, so how do you manage things now? So let's say you put a picture up uh, tomorrow and you get some, do you get any trolls anymore or, or uh, people comment? Yes. Stuff? Yes. <laughs> Never Every ended. day. Honestly, every day something new. It's, just like, it's always like your fat. If your fat is always the biggest one, and I don't know if it's because they know because I've been publicly like, yeah, I used to like struggle with eating disorders and things. I think they think that's going to do something, and it's like, sorry, Tim, with three followers who lives in a horrible neighborhood who's divorced and no life. I'm not going to count you think. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just you're gonna have to do better than that like to take me down because it's like if someone calls you fat all the time I know that could mess you up but if someone honestly if someone was literally like hey you're fat every single day it does get boring like you're like oh okay I'm still alive and well is there anything else like it's you just get used to it it's not really a thing they're just trying to do it to upset you I think absolutely and so it sounds like you've done quite a good job of sort of like taking a step back detaching from the the words detaching from it understanding that actually these comments are probably you know it's something going on for these these people on that individually and this is how it's kind of being expressed and and all the rest of it so it sounds like you've kind of really managed to move through that because that would be hard I would challenge anyone to kind of be constantly trolled and be able to manage it I mean yeah there's like women that have been in the industry way longer than me and they're like I've never seen anyone get as much hate as you like I don't even know how you do it but like every time I'm in the press or anything like that there's like so many comments there's like like hundreds and hundreds of comments I think the last one was like 400 comments or something and all of them were just like she's so fat she's so ugly oh my god how does she make money she's so ugly she's hideous blood blood blah just like 400 comments of it and I just think wow why do you care so much mm, yeah exactly why do you <laughs> care so much it's not you it's not Alex caring is it it's someone else's problem yeah and their beliefs and their thoughts and feelings that they've grown up with exactly well done for being so resilient and keeping on going because you know it would have been it been hard when now you're probably used to it and also you know you see the bigger picture what you're doing and and it's your career and and all of that but at the start the first few months it must have been quite daunting yeah it was massively definitely so with the body so with the disordered eating piece then are you feeling like you are in um, a better place than where you were before or do you just feel like it's kind of just still quite chaotic um well I'm not like because where I was before I was like literally eating like 300 calories a day I don't know if you remember yeah so it was like ridiculous like three four hundred calories a day um 
I have more energy now, but it's like I I want to be changing a little bit of food, like for more nutritious food and cutting down on caffeine. But I would say definitely in a much better place with food than I was back then, for sure. Yeah. And even though your diet has changed, but it's changed in several different ways, it's not like, you know, nothing's perfect, but it's not, you know, you're not, you haven't got a fantastic diet at the moment. But I think because your self-worth inside has risen, the kind of disordered eating has simmered. Yeah. That's good. Brilliant. Yeah, I would say so for sure. Yeah, because you're feeling more embodied. You're feeling more, like you say, powerful. You, And I think, like, again, it just comes back to the purpose. Like, you you were wondering what your purpose was before. Where am I going? Where am I going to get fulfillment from? You've been mum, a stay-at-home mum for, like, I think it was, like, 10 years, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, so like, it was, like, six or seven, I think. Yeah, yeah. And now you're out there doing what you love. And also managing that mum guilt, which is what we all have to do. Yeah, sometimes I do get mum guilt, but I just think, well, it's kind of life, isn't it? You have to go out, you have to earn money and do your own thing. And it's nice to kind of have that away time from the kids as well, though, to be honest with you. Because I feel like if you're happy, then the kids are happy in the long run. Yes. Oh, yes. What does um, Oprah Winfrey always say? Fill your cup first and then you can fill other people's. And I have to say this to my clients over and over again. And it's really hard with your kids to think, well, well, no, they need me. Like they're surviving because of me. But that doesn't mean you can't sit upstairs on your own for 10 minutes. Yeah. Breathe and do, yeah. your, you know, do affirmations. And that is a game changer for me. Even if I'm, if I've got them all day, I'm not working and my husband's away. I will say to him, you can't go to work until I go and sit on my own for 10 minutes. Because I have, yeah. I have to bring my cortisol levels down. I have to de-stress before I can <laughs> take any action. <laughs> oh my goodness! This morning I dropped Lola off at um, her preschool, and Sunny decided to have the whopper of a tantrum. Right? He was kicking and screaming every time I picked him up. He was like punching and kicking me. Oh, and no. to, oh Then he was lying on the concrete floor. All these mums are coming up to me again. Oh, you can do it don't worry you can do it I'm like oh god I feel so sorry for you and I was literally like we will just sit here until you've calmed yourself down yeah. <laughs> so we sat there for like 45 minutes I was like this is why it's so hard <laughs> yeah. oh, but anyway I, so I get flashbacks of like what it was like when I before I had kids <laughs> yeah absolutely oh my oh yes <laughs> has those moments everyone has those oh my god hole from the ground swallow me up everyone has those moments as a parent there's no one that doesn't yeah you totally oh my gosh you totally do and that's the lovely thing about it I had all these mums almost smiling laughing at me but like it'll be oh, okay that's that's like, I've had it too yeah I salute you <laughs> yeah oh, oh it is it's, it's such a lovely like um you know and there's obviously dads there as well and you know whoever has grandparents but everyone's looking at each other thinking come on you can do this like it is the hardest job in the world it is it really is for sure oh Alex, it's been so lovely to catch up with you and thank you for your honesty and and everything so yeah I'm sure we're gonna have some questions come in because body dysmorphia disorder is so big and the numbers are forever increasing and there's been lots of sort of shows about it on on telly on bbc and stuff so 
there'll be loads of questions and I will I will send any your way and anyone can reach you you're obviously on um Instagram yeah you can't not you can't miss me really I'm everywhere <laughs> you're on the Daily Mail front page yeah. <laughs> <Everywhere>. <laughs> oh, you keep me entertained I'm like oh what's the Alice say oh there we go <laughs> thank you so much my dear it's been an absolute pleasure it's so nice talking to you and i'll see you later Bye. bye